Thanks for downloading this podcast from RNIB Connect Radio. You're listening to The Morning Mix. She's here. She's back this week, Linda. Honestly, I love when you come in on a Friday. It's my favourite day of the week. How are you doing? I'm doing very well, thank you. You make me laugh. It's so silly. Why? <laughs> Your favourite day of the week when I, I do- come in. Listen, <laughs> Friday is brilliant. One, it's Friday. Uh, that's I've got, true. Guess the year, which I love on a Friday yes, anyway, because it's Friday. Yep. Uh, and then we've got David Georges. So I get to talk about soaps. And then I've got my favourite lady, the, the the queen herself, the queen of radio. <laughs> well, I suppose. Do you know something? I have to say, I am super cheered up because um, Linda is the first person to give me a birthday card. Yay! Yay! It's not my birthday yet. It's my birthday next week. Um, but yes, I, I'm going to be 40 next week. But I have got my first birthday card and I got a beautiful gift as well. Am I allowed to say what it was? You may say. A full body massage. Honestly, you know how much I love a full body massage. And it's not, yeah, but she hasn't even told you. It's not local. She's to go to China. I do. She's got me plane tickets. She's got me a hotel. Is it the Mandarin Orient or something? What else? Obviously. Uh, No, Linda, honestly, thank you so much. You're very welcome, and I really hope it's something you will enjoy. Well, it shall relax me no end. So thank you so much for that. But uh, listen, you're here for a specific reason. It's to take us through the the social media roundup of the week and uh, also to take us through the week's news and poetry in only a way that you know how to do. It's brilliant. Uh, Everybody's looking forward to hearing your poem today. But we will start off with the social media and... uh, Honestly, see when I read these tips, I was completely blown away. Things that I really, really didn't know. These are food tips that you wish you had known a long time ago. Jill, I am helpless here. Helpless. Because the first tip says, did you know that the hole in a spaghetti spoon can be used to measure a portion of spaghetti? Well, (laughs) I've had a spoon exactly like that for years and years and years. A spoon with a hole in it. And I, I said, why is there a hole in this spoon? It's so stupid. I never knew that. What it was I for. didn't know either. I actually thought it was just to let the water through. <laughs> it's just so silly. Yes. I think it is partly is it? to I do with the water. Well, it's, there's, a, there's an illustration here. I mean, it, it shows you very, very clearly right in front of me. I have a lovely picture of a spaghetti spoon with a hole in the middle and a lo- loads and loads is enough. They're putting enough spaghetti through it for the district, but you can measure a portion of spaghetti through the spoon. Well, I need to get and my hands on that spaghetti spoon because I'm thinking of yes, my spaghetti spoon. Yes. And I'm thinking, hmm, is that going to be enough of a well, portion? Of well, this, uh, this one is for the whole area. And uh, beside it, of course, naturally, they have a bottle of wine, of course. Well, it goes hand in hand, doesn't it, really? No, I've just read it properly. Right. It's, olive, it's olive oil. <laughs> <laughs> it should be wine, but it's olive oil. Oh, check, so check the non-drinker. That, that's right. But I, I could honestly, I, that is a revelation to me. I couldn't go over it. That's what it's for. Oh, Linda, you need to get out more. <laughs> you can say that again. <laughs> Listen, you seem very impressed with the picture. We'll let you take it home and you can frame it oh, if you like. I'll keep it in the kitchen to remind me. <laughs> <laughs> we'll cut it out and get it laminated for oh, you. Oh, thank you. Oh, we're but all you, heart here. You, you, look, you're a foodie. You're mm, a real mm, foodie. Mm, mm. Yeah, so, yeah. Do you do these things? Not obviously not the spoon, but have you got other things that you do? 
tips um, and things you know like something? that? Well, we have uh, Ian Gentle, our blind chef that comes on the programme every week, and he's given yeah. us some really fabulous tips uh, in the past, I have to say. One of which I haven't tried, but I thought, what a great idea for people who are maybe frightened of using knives. You know, when you lose your sight, one of the things you're frightened of doing is taking a knife out the drawer and, you know, cutting your fingers off. Well, yes. Now, obviously, I use a knife all the time, and I'm used to, you know, cutting things and and luckily touch wood I don't have any accidents but for somebody who's maybe just losing their sight or who is a little bit fearful all you have to do if you're cutting the likes of a tomato or an onion apparently if you get a metal afrocomb do you know, do you know, I don't what, know what that is? It's, it's like a white tooth comb Oh, for, oh that's I used see. for Afro hair. I can see what's going to happen, yes. And you stick it into the onion or you stick it into the oh, tomato. And then you put the knife in between the the oh, grooves. Oh, the, the prongy bits. Yes. That's clever for anybody. That's brilliant. Isn't that a great idea? So, yeah, he shared that with us. But oh, I don't know. I think you just develop your own kind of little ways in the kitchen, don't you, of, well, of you doing do. things and making things easier for yes, yourself? Yes, I've got several phone numbers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do it. But there's a few more, isn't there? There's quite a few. Well, there's, there's not an awful lot, actually. Well, do you know, <laughs> in, I'll in, tell you another one yeah. uh, that I was interested in uh, this particular uh, tweet. There was um, apparently the Chinese takeaway uh, yeah. carton. I was just going to say about that. Yes, and that's another one. I mean, really, Jill, years and years. This guy says for 35 years he's been alive. He's just found out. You know, you get your order Chinese takeaway. It comes in a little silver foil mm-hmm. carton thing. Mm-hmm. Right. He's just discovered, and so have I, that if you open it up, it turns into a plate. I didn't know that either. Who knew that? I really, really didn't know that either. I mean, there's no way I would sit and eat, you know, a Chinese off that. You just just wouldn't (laughs) think of it, would you? You pour out the Chinese onto your plate and and throw the thing away. But you know something, that is just heaven for, (laughs) for people who really, really can't be bothered doing dishes. Well, I'm I mean, wondering. I know when when I was a student, uh, when I was just cooking for myself, I could see myself sometimes making myself macaroni cheese in a little pot, right. and it would just be me, and I'd sit and eat it out the pot. Well, of course, <laughs> Listen, to save on dishes. You don't do, actually did you do that, Vlad? All the time, I still do. <laughs> I was going to say you don't actually have to be a student for that. <laughs> and then that, do you know another thing? This is fantastic. I'm so pleased I'm in this morning. You know, a saucepan's got a, a hole at the end of the handle. You know, a saucepan, <laughs> yeah. that, that's to put your spoon in, your cooking spoon. I didn't know that either. That's to put your wooden spoon in, apparently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, that's amazing. I mean, this is cr- this is wonderful. Linda, wonderful. you and I need to get ourselves a couple of boyfriends. Oh. <laughs> we are getting far too excited. Oh, no, I'm thrilled. <laughs> I'm thrilled. <laughs> the la- I'm not so keen on the last one. If you don't like soggy cereal, there is a technique whereby you just take the dry cereal and dip it in a separate dish of milk. I don't quite fancy no, that. No, that's rubbish. No, rubbish. That's not no, I wouldn't one. do that. Not at all. <laughs> no. Okay, listen, let's move on to our next tweet. And uh, we had a lovely tweet this week uh, from a young lady who is getting a bit more confident in travelling. Yeah, Catherine Pugh. It's fantastic. She said she's off to Liverpool on her own with her symbol cane and she's getting much better at travelling independently every time. Isn't that fantastic? It is. It really is. I mean, it's challenging, as it says. It's challenging. You know, scary to leave home. It must be. It really is. Actually, Maria and I, our girl gone blind that joins us on a Thursday um, from San Diego, we talked about that 
this week and how you know it can be really really daunting I mean you know Linda I've been so lucky with my work here at the radio station to have done so many incredible things yeah at the hands of sighted folk I have to say but you know um things like flying a plane and I know. flying a helicopter and driving a tank and conducting an 80-piece orchestra oh. war of the world I mean the things that I have done walking I on fire Breathing fire, eating fire. fire. Oh my goodness. All these things I would never have done had it not been for my job. And, you know, I'm very grateful for that. But I tell you something the most frightening thing I've ever done is not go up blindly in a plane and fly it (gasps) or breathe fire, swallow fire, Mm. walk across fire. It's, It's actually going out for the first time with my guide dog or going on a new route. With yeah. your guide dog for the first time on your own. I find that terribly, terribly daunting and, and quite scary. And it takes a while to build up your confidence. At the end of the day, you're putting your trust in this little dog's four paws, which, you know, when you've had sight can seem so insane. But they're amazing, these creatures. They really, really are. They're just so incredible. And, you know, I'm so grateful to have my little Lucas and oh, be able to get out and about with them. But yes, if you want to catch up with uh, Maria, don't forget, she is on every Thursday here on The Morning Mix around about 10 past 12. And you can catch her on the podcast and audio boom as well. OK, let's move over to Facebook now. And uh, apparently... They're employing blind people in perfumeries. Yeah, it's incredible. This is in India. And it's about, it's a story about how the blind perfumers in India have actually changed the fragrance industry. They've got a huge blind population there. More than 5 million people in the country are visually impaired. And employing them has always been a bit of a challenge. But now they've come up with this idea to train them, the people who can't see. And CPL Aromas, that's an international fragrance firm, They've got actually got their headquarters here in the UK, but they carried out a study in India which found that visually impaired people were better at identifying smells than the general population. Fantastic. So they began to train blind people, teaching them the industry, the names for different kinds of fragrances, etc. And uh, Matthew Manakri, he's the company business development head, he says they did it as a charity, but now... It's a business. They see the business sense in the decision. It's a real contribution because these visually impaired people have a superior sense of smell. That's incredible. That is incredible. I mean, I know a lot of people say, you know, when you lose your sight, do you get superpowers with your other senses? You know, your hearing and your sense of taste and your sense of touch and all that kind of stuff. And it's not that anything physically changes within the body, Linda. It's just you rely on Mm -hmm. your other senses more. So I would rely on my hearing a bit more. Um, I would rely on my sense of smell. I can tell where I am when I'm walking down my local street Mm -hmm. from, you know, the smell of walking past an Indian restaurant or walking past the flower stall or hearing the beeps from the the supermarket tills. So, you know, it's amazing what you rely on uh, and you take for granted. But that's just brilliant. It really is. I'd love to get a job testing Coco Chanel. Oh, that would that be something. But I must tell you this, there's a fantastic book which I read years ago. I don't know, do you know about it? It's a book called Perfume. No. It's called Perfume by Patrick Suskind and it's a murder. It's a murder. And it's so exciting. This guy has got such a sense of smell that he can smell 
his victims miles away. They're always women. And it's, oh, it's eerie and horrible, but it's all through smell. And it's called perfume. Oh, what you like. Oh, it's scary. Agatha, Agatha Krusty. Yes, me. Yes, me. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Listen, we've got time for one last quick Facebook uh, right. post for this week. And uh, apparently uh, an older chap has scored his first hole in one. Well, he's a youngster. He's only 85. <laughs> <laughs> he's an 85-year-old guy. And he sank a hole in one after 45 years of trying. His name is Johnny Penny. And that's where he, he hit the hole in one. And he achieved the rare feat at the, all that time after he'd first taken it up. He's got cataracts in both eyes. And it was at the third hole perfect tee shot using a five wood doesn't mean a thing to me but he lofted the ball onto the green and everybody cheered and shouted and it was drinks all around oh that is fantastic isn't that amazing isn't it just great and you know the the funny thing is you know all those years of wanting a hole in one and when he did get it because he was blind he didn't know oh that's true so he had to be told oh, so, so congratulations johnny that's just brilliant absolutely fun. brilliant i think it's just fantastic for more downloads like these, visit rnibconnectradio.org.uk slash podcasts.